Hey everyone, welcome to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast, a podcast dedicated towards helping you stay healthy so you can stay on the golf course and not in the clubhouse. We will be covering all things golf, from fitness, performance, injury recovery, instruction, and everything else in between. I am your host, Dr. Russ Manalastis. I am a board-certified sports physical therapist and strength coach based out of Rochester, New York. Our goal with this podcast is to help you play your best golf yet while doing so without limitations. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome to our very first episode of the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. We are really excited to be able to have a conversation about a lot of the burning questions that most golfers have when it comes to training, how to recover from an injury, and instruction to better put you in a position to play great golf. What we're going to do today is we're going to go over just a brief overview of our background and why hopefully we can be a good resource for you when it comes to providing tips and educations for you, the golfer. And again, this is for all ages and experience levels. We want to be able to provide information that is easily digestible and can be implemented right away to help you move better and perform better, whether you're practicing on the range or whether you're on the golf course. So when it comes to why we got into this field, and I say we because, again, it, it took an army to get me, myself, to this point. Um, when I look at the training that I did when I was a kid, you know, playing all types of sports, whether I was training by myself or whether I was training with the team, um, when we look at the training, what it is now compared to in the past, it, there is a stark contrast. There's no question about that. Um, I was definitely interested in a lot of the fitness and the training when, in, when I was in high school, which led me to pursue my uh, bachelor's in exercise science at the University of Buffalo. Um, and while I was pursuing my exercise science degree, I wanted to become more in the performance and in the conditioning side of things as to why I decided to get my strength conditioning uh, certification. Uh, so, again... When we look at training, what it is now compared to what it is in the past, you know, I still think that there's a narrative, even today, that um, there's a lot of coaches that are still utilizing their own personal experience to train kids. And while that isn't necessarily a bad thing, most kids won't respond to a coach's personal experience. What kids will respond to is the best available evidence and what a lot of the science is showing currently. So um, I think what I struggle with is... From a training standpoint, there are a number of different ways to skin a cat. There's no question about that. But when it comes to understanding how to manage, one, kids um, or, you know, adults, when it comes to training, there's a there's an art to that, right? And I think, you know, we don't want to put a square peg in a round hole. We want to make sure that everything is customized and individualized to that athlete to ensure that they are getting and maximizing their performance for whatever that may be, whether that's playing golf, whether that's playing hockey, or whatever it may be. In this case, we're focusing on golf, right? But getting back to kind of, you know, my background, you know, when I uh, got my bachelor's in exercise science, uh, I became a strength and conditioning coach, and I ultimately want to... Uh, understand a little bit more about the injury side of things. You know, when I was doing a lot of the, the training that I was doing or personal training while I was in my uh, exercise science degree, a lot of the athletes, a lot of the adults that were coming in to see me were kind of banged up already, right? So I wanted to kind of get a better understanding of the injury side of it. So I decided right after my exercise science degree, I decided to pursue my doctorate in physical therapy, again, at the University of Buffalo just to give me a, a deeper understanding of the why behind certain conditions athletes were dealing with and how to manage them, not only in the short term, but also in the long term. So uh, I've been a licensed physical therapist for 11 years now and counting, um, and I feel like I've leveraged my skill set to be able to look at rehab from a lens of a strength coach 
who prioritizes the idea of movement as medicine, right? I think when you look at rehab and the way it's set up, um, a lot of what we're looking at is, hey, you need to be able to rest until your pain goes away. And once your pain goes away, you can get back to doing whatever you were doing prior to getting hurt. And I think that's a short way, short-sighted way of looking at it. Um, and also, I think I think it's a, a way for athletes to one get re-injured, but two maybe not fully ever recover from the injury itself. So I think you know when I look at movement and I look at strength training, that to me seems like the best long-term solution from someone who's recovering from an injury, and that's just our opinion on it. So um, I, I spent the early part of my career um, as a physical therapist doing travel work. Uh, so I worked in specifically orthopedics uh, across different states. And then um, after a year of doing travel PT, I ended up uh, settling in Baltimore, Maryland, where I had the opportunity to oversee a few clinics, um, being the director and just oversee patient care or client care in addition to kind of overseeing some of the, the business side of it too. So um, while I was there, um, I ran three clinics and one of them just happened to be, uh, I was the rehab director at Under Armour Corporate, which was a phenomenal experience. And I'll tell you this, that's what really kind of shaped my idea of wanting to integrate more strength and performance in rehab. Um, I had the uh, you know the unique opportunity to to see a lot of the clients there on on a one to one basis, um, and ultimately that allowed me to collaborate a lot more with a lot of the strength coaches and personal trainers there. Which again, the integration there was just um, something that really I gravitated towards and wanted to kind of implement if I ever moved on, which I did, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But um, after a couple of years in Baltimore, we had our daughter in 2013, and we decided we wanted to be a little bit closer to family. So my wife's family is in upstate New York, so we moved back upstate uh, to Rochester, New York, where, again, I took a job in the traditional outpatient setting. I uh, worked there for a couple of years and just felt like, again, I wanted to get back to the more strength conditioning, performance training, and integrate that with rehab. So um, after a couple of years of working in the tra- traditional PT setting, uh, I decided to open up my own practice. It's called Mana Performance Therapy. It is one-on-one so that we feel we can best tailor and customize their rehab and recovery program uh, for them, but also to try and integrate as much strength conditioning principles in there so that athletes, clients, whatever it may be, they can be active for both not only the sport, but also for long-term life as well. So um, we were fortunate enough, again, this is the power of social media. Uh, I was just you know having a conversation with a local strength coach, uh, shout out to Joe Aratari. Um, but we were just having a conversation about our philosophies and why there, we feel there's a there's a gap that's missing when it comes to rehabbing and strength conditioning. So, uh, you know, we've had a couple conversations over the course of a couple months. They were looking to potentially bring a PT uh, in their facility. Uh, one thing led to another. I met uh, Nate Van Kallenberg, who is the owner of Next Level Strength Conditioning, and uh, we hit it off. And, you know, it was uh, a match made in heaven, at least in my standpoint. So uh, we've partnered with Next Level now. Uh, we opened up our business in July of 2017. And we've been open since then. So we are approaching our third year of, of being in business. And um, again, it's, it's the model that I've always really kind of strived for ever since I left Under Armour, where, again, it was strength conditioning. It was coaches on the floor being able to uh, get, get an idea as to how athletes are doing. And if they're having issues, they can kind of obviously, you know, pull us onto the floor and get an idea as to what's going on. And then from there, if they need issue, or if they have issues and need more guidance or help, we can hopefully help with that. So Um, You know, again, my background is in physical therapy and strength and conditioning. Uh, I happen to be a board certified sports physical therapist as well. So again, we understand sports. We understand the demands that go with sports. So we want to make sure that we can best put our put ourselves in a position to expose ourselves to a number of athletes and a number of clientele that 
um, obviously have the, the athleticism and the background of sports so that we can obviously help them as best as we can because we feel that's where our skill set is suited towards. So um, after we uh, open up a next level, um, a year into being there, um, a, a, a client had reached out to me and said, hey, listen, I think you should uh, reach out to the fitness director at Cobblestone Creek Country Club, which is about seven miles down the road. And uh, he's like, I think you guys would hit it off. You know, you guys share the same philosophy in terms of training and getting people active and moving. Um, and again, while we had worked with some golfers, uh, it wasn't obviously a niche that we were really kind of into at that point in time but you know that obviously changed pretty quickly because we signed on with cobblestone creek country club where now we are the uh, the provider the pt provider on site at the at the private country club there so we provide the pt services for their members and their family members uh to obviously help them play better golf but also obviously help them with any other issues that that could be going on outside of golf so it's been a really great partnership and that's obviously what led us really to deep dive into golf because all the clientele that we see there are mainly golfers and need and they want to get back to that sport so we're trying to do as best as we can to figure out how can we help the golfer not only locally but hopefully across the country or across the world be able to play play at a high level but also play without the likelihood of them getting hurt right so these are all the things that kind of materialize over time um, and ultimately it's been a great ride for us and it's something that we would not trade for the world you know, so when we look at the athletes that we serve, we serve a lot of rotational sport athletes. So not only do we see a lot of golfers, but uh, prior to obviously being at Cobblestone Creek Country Club, we were working with a lot and still do work a lot of work with hockey athletes. So I think the combination of hockey and golf, they actually pair well together because the demands of the sports in terms of rotation uh, are very, very, they're very specific, right? So we want to make sure that when we are looking at a rotational athlete, can they rotate properly? And then are they rotating from the right areas? And is the body able to handle that over an extended amount of time, right? So I think the combination of treating or managing both hockey-related and golf-related injuries actually fits really, really well with the model that we're trying to kind of put in place. So when it comes to my own background in golf itself my exposure to golf came when i think i was around eight years old i was when my brother and i were both first exposed to golf um, my, my dad would take us out he bought us a junior set and uh, we would just go out and play you know really, really nothing kind of crazy it was very very relaxed uh, but i really kind of gravitated towards that sport over, over that time and while i didn't play golf on a team in high school or in college I did play a lot recreationally. Um, most, and the most golf I ever played was actually during my doctorate uh, degree in physical therapy. Uh, it was a, a three-year span. I probably played the most golf ever, which I think led me to want to work with rotational sport athletes because it was a very, very specific demand that is needed with regards to golf baseball a lot of these different you look at the sports across the board most of them are rotational athletes or rotational based movements so uh, i think you know when i was playing a lot of golf in college i really felt like at some point in time if i can gravitate towards that specific niche of working with a lot of rotational based athletes that would be really, really well and suited for our skill set because i felt like i could do a great job with you know managing those injuries and getting them back to a high level performance so again the nice thing about golf is you know, something that i gravitated towards was 
you know, you control every aspect of your game, right? There's no one else that you're relying on. So, you know, if you played poorly, it was a direct correlation to you, right? It wasn't anyone else's fault. And if you played well, it's because obviously you hit the shots well and you made the putts when you needed to. So um, I think, you know, golf is such a, it's such a great sport. And I think it's a humbling sport as well, which is why we started this podcast in hopes that we can take a lot of these moving parts that are happening in the sport of golf and, you know, organize them well enough so that you can easily digest the material that we're covering or having conversations about and be able to implement that into your own game. So people always want to know why we wanted to start this podcast. And I think ultimately the reason why I wanted to start this podcast was because there are a lot of golfers struggling with injuries. For whatever reason, a lot of golfers, they wear injuries like a badge of honor. Like, hey, and I've got this low back pain that I just started at the beginning of the season, but I'm going to gut through it, take as much Advil, ibuprofen as I can, and just kind of play 18, 36 uh, on a weekly or you know daily basis and just try and gut it out until the golf season's over. But you know the problem with that is, let's say you live in an area where the golf season never really ends, like Florida or down south, right? So if that's the case... How are you ever going to get this discomfort that you're experiencing under control? And unfortunately, when you're just waiting for the pain to go away and not addressing the source of these things, then that can lead you down a road that you don't want to be down, right? So the biggest reason why we want to start this podcast is to provide better information as to, hey, how can we mitigate or reduce the likelihood of people getting hurt, but also improve their performance in the same time? Because those definitely can happen. Both of those can be paired. It's just a matter of figuring out what the happy meeting is to get both of those to, you know, get you at a high level there. So, you know, ultimately, too, when we look at the healthcare system and how it's set up, and I know we kind of touched on this before, but unfortunately, the healthcare system that we have here in the States, it's not set up for being proactive. It's very reactive in that if someone is dealing with discomfort, that's when people want to get it under control. They don't want to look at how can we reduce the likelihood of someone getting hurt. They just want to say, okay, this person's hurt now. What do we do? So our goal is to try and be as proactive with a person or especially a golfer's health to help improve their ability to perform in the sport of golf but also to ensure that whatever is going on doesn't spill into their everyday life. That's the last thing you need, right? If you're dealing with nagging issues while you're playing golf, that's one thing. But all of a sudden, if it starts to bug you with your day-to-day, that is something that obviously would be a red flag for us to get under control as fast as possible. All right, so we're going to wrap up our very first episode with this. If you are a golfer listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking to yourself, hey, I've been dealing with an injury that's been going on for weeks, months, years, however long, and maybe it hasn't gotten better or you're really kind of just stuck in the same place as when you first started, then you really should find a provider that is well-versed and understands the, the sport of golf. You know, being able to put a plan in place and find a framework to be able to, one, assess what's going on, find the root source, but also to come up with a plan to get things under control so you can get back to playing golf as soon as possible. That is so crucial. And I think a lot of times when people come to see us, they've seen providers that maybe aren't well versed in the sport of golf as to why they're not progressing the way the way they want. Being that we have our Tyler's Performance Institute certification background as well, it gives us a better framework to assess what's going on. Is it a movement issue? Is it a sequencing issue? Is it a backswing issue, downswing issue? You know, these are all things that maybe a general healthcare provider might not be well versed in, which ultimately leaves a lot on the table when it comes to being able to get back to playing golf pain-free, but also playing at a high level. So 
All right, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to the very first episode of the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. We're really excited to be able to provide a lot of great information for you guys moving forward. How this podcast is going to work is we're going to have two formats moving forward. We're going to have a format where it's just going to be myself talking about injuries, how to manage them, performance and training, and how to improve. Uh, implement them Um, and then the second format is we're going to have some uh, people come on uh, in an interview format and talk about their experience with golf and how best to implement some of the strategies that they utilize as well whether that's instructors strength coaches physical therapists and hopefully everyone in between so again our goal is to provide as much content as you guys can handle so that you can implement it as you see fit into your daily practice with golf thanks again so much for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next episode Hey everyone, thanks so much again for listening to this week's episode of the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. If you enjoy the content of this show, we would love it if you would leave an iTunes review to help us grow and expand our ability to provide you with the golf information you are seeking. If you're listening to this show and are dealing with aches, pains, or issues from golf that haven't been resolved, or you're not exactly sure where to turn, then let us know how we can help. Whether you are local or not, you can work directly with us through our pain-free golf performance program, which is completely virtual and online. This program is customized to you and your goals of playing your best golf yet. We would assess how well you move to give us a baseline of what you can do, and then based on that assessment, come up with a training program best suited for you. We are offering a special podcast promotion, which gives you access to our program at a reduced rate. You can inquire by going to manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash pain-free golf. Again, MANA is spelled M-A-N-A. So it's manaperformancetherapy.com forward slash painfree golf and use the promo code podcast when inquiring so we can help you feel better and play better golf. Be sure to tune into next week's episode and we'll catch you then.